Hi guys and welcome to a new episode of my podcast F1 Pit Lane Talk. Yes, last time I had a guest over and now I have a guest over as well. Hi Josh. Hey, how's it going? Great, I'm very, very happy that you said that you wanted to join. Would you like to introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah, for sure. So if you don't know me, my name is, uh, well, it's Josh, but Barista Josh F1 on social media. You may have seen some of my videos or anything like that. Formula One fan, McLaren fan, and a Danny Ricardo fan. Love my boy. And uh, yeah, just uh, excited to talk all thing F1 and hear all the questions from today. Love being a, a guest on a quality podcast. Thank you very much. Yes, you said it as well. You're an F1. So I'd say probably the biggest one on TikTok. Is it right? Third biggest. Third biggest. Okay, so I only follow you. I don't keep track. (laughs) (laughs) No, you don't. But amazing. You have 100,000, over 100,000 followers, right? Yeah, it's crazy. It, uh, as of, I was that last week? Yeah, like last Mm -hmm. week or something. Yeah, it's crazy. It's kind of crazy. It's very surreal, but um, it's super fun. Great community. Very, very blessed by my community. Absolutely amazing. You said it as well, and I think you're known for being probably the biggest Danny Ricardo fan out there. Your favorite team is McLaren as well? Yes. How come? <laughs> you know, I don't know, because I mean, I've only been, uh, I've only been in the F1 for, I mean, a little over like two years, technically, at this point. Um, and I started watching them by watching race highlights after work. I, I, I would work in the mornings on Sundays, and I, I would get back and while I was eating lunch, I would I would watch the race highlights and I don't know, there was something between that and like the off season. And I was just like, I think I was drawn to, uh, to Daniel, which then, you know, at that point he was, he was with McLaren by the time I really started watching uh, more in detail. And I was just like, you know, I like McLaren. I think I liked the fact that they, they weren't the best team, uh, but that they had, you know, it seemed like really good good potential. Um, yes. And I, I just, I just liked the, I really enjoyed like the teams a whole. They seemed, very very interesting and very very fun so I really don't know what drew me toward them but I I'm I'm very happy with my choice I feel I feel like I made the right call with for whatever reason I made it great yeah same over here I started watching Formula One last May nice mid-season Barcelona was my first race I started watching it and because of Drive to Survive and I don't know I think McLaren just gave really good and positive vibes yeah. And I don't know, Lando Norris is my favorite driver. So probably the connection is the same as you, Daniel, yes. and McLaren. But yeah, I think McLaren is just different than other teams because when I see Ferrari, for example, they're always like kind of serious. Yeah. And then McLaren, everyone is so happy and everyone is supporting the drivers. And uh, it's such a, such a good vibe, I think. Yeah. Which McLaren used to be pretty serious, which is really interesting because they used to be that super serious one in the paddock. And then they were like, Let's loosen up and let's have some fun. Be more like Red Bull. It's like thank goodness because some of those clips from some of those early drives five and even before that, it's like you guys are rigid. Like chill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, since when are you a Formula One fan? Um, so I started it like it first popped up on my radar in I am probably like uh, it was like 2017 or 2018. I remember seeing uh, a YouTube video pop up with uh the red bull like sub two second pit stop and i was like growing up having been like a nascar fan originally and you know mm-hmm. still following a lot of racing even after i stopped following nascar i was like two seconds and i remember watching it and be like oh that was crazy and then i like never watched the sport like i like that didn't even i was like oh that was cool but then i like <laughs> didn't even like think about the fact that i could just watch this sport um 
and it uh it initially popped up on on tiktok for me in like december uh january right before the pandemic and i was like oh this is cool and then the season got canceled and i was like oh well shoot <laughs> um so then i i uh yeah, during that kind of like summer and early fall when they kind of restarted the season um, is when I was able to start watching like uh, the race highlights. And yeah, the the rest is history. So I've always been a fan of racing um, and I'm glad to kind of re-spark my love for racing because there it, it definitely died after NASCAR. After uh, probably once I was in like high school and got a little more busy, I was just I would sit there and I was like, I'm not I'm not having as much fun with this as I as I used to, honestly. Mm hmm. Yeah, great. I mean, um, as a German, you you know that there was Mikey Schumacher, and I mm -hmm. remember always watching um, the races with my granddad when I was younger, yeah. but not really following it. But you know, there was a German who was pretty pretty good. Yeah. And then I knew that there was Sebastian Vettel, who were like four time champion, and then as well because of COVID, I started watching it. Um, I I saw that there was. TikTok videos about it and mm -hmm. made videos about Formula One. And th then they said that there was a documentary. And uh, I said, well, I'm going to watch it. And this is how the love of Formula One arised. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think it's a, such a cool sport. It's so much more than just like the fast cars, you know. It's, oh, yeah, for sure. It's, yeah. a, it's a fantastic sport. And I think it's, it's cool to like uh, come up onto it like right, right before it started to really take off and grow. Because that was really awesome to see. Yes. Have you ever been to race? Uh, yeah, I was at Coda this past year, so for the record-breaking attendance, and it was, it was insane. <laughs> there were so many people. It was a very, it was a very weird feeling. I was like, "There's so many people around me right now, and I haven't been around more than like ten people in like two <laughs> years." <laughs> like, yes. But it was, it was super cool, and it was. I, I'd gone to a couple uh, NASCAR races back uh, when mm -hmm. I was younger, um, and I went to the Indy 500 when I was like. 10 uh, so mm -hmm. I kind of remember it but uh this was it, it was super fun and it was really cool just to see everything and see all the like different fans that were there um and I mean it was I mean there were there were fans from from all over the world at that race it was it was super cool to see this is crazy in, in America there's like actually bands coming and playing there is that right I saw it yeah we had like pretty there was a I mean we had um oh shoot who was okay so there's an artist that I should know that i should know the name of but I, i can't think of it uh 21 pilots was the was the oh. first night and then there's like a really big artist that i was like all my friends who are like big, more into like not country but he's very old school he's like an older artist mm -hmm. and you know they're gonna they're gonna kill me when they listen to this and remember <laughs> they care but yeah it was like it was like full-on like concert vibes at, like it, it was like you got your race ticket and then you also got two concert tickets basically this um, is crazy. So it was really cool Yeah, I guess it is. Um, did you end the whole weekend? Yeah, so I showed up uh, on on Wednesday and had a hotel and everything around Thursday. And uh, we our first day was on Friday. Um, and then, you know, we were there basically all day Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Um, the amount of walking we did, it was just absolutely disgusting. I mean, <laughs> it is... <laughs> It was insane. Uh, like, yes, it was. It was unfortunate the amount of walking, but it was a, uh, and it was quite hot for most of the days except for race day. So that was that was pretty rough to deal with. So I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm hoping when I go to Silverstone this year that it will not be quite nearly as hot as it was in Coda. Well, um, yeah, better sun than rain because I went to the Spa Grand Prix. <laughs> oh, oh my God, that's yeah. 
that when was we got tame. there in the morning it was a little it was sprinkling it was raining a little bit in the morning and we were like please 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 no 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 we can't we can't have this we can't have this so. yes uh it was i don't know i it's still pain it's still pain talking about it <laughs> yeah that's that's i mean great stories honestly but yes really really unfortunate for for people's first races yes first race and as you said like the walking is unbelievable at a f1 track and we yeah. knew it was raining and we wanted to go pretty early but then we decided to go a couple of uh, hours later it just went sunday um and i actually could drive there it was like a two hours drive from from my hometown mm. so not pretty far um oh nice but it was just like we were sitting there seven hours in the rain and so like four safety car laps it yeah. was it was so sad and we were so pissed after that but you know it's a great story right. to tell <laughs> yeah it's a great story but it's an unfortunate when you're there you're like oh, why um and you're going to silverstone this year you said That is correct. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be nuts. I have a feeling. I'm I'm super excited because I mean, F1 race in Europe is gonna be cool, and mm -hmm. I know there's a ton of people going because every time I post about it, people are like, "I'll be there too." Um, but it's also gonna be like my first time in Europe, so that'll be like I've been Great. I've been out of the country a few times, but still have yet to get to Europe. So, I mean, I'll literally only be in England. So some people would mm -hmm. probably say that doesn't even count. Uh, they're like you're not even leaving I'm like, well um, but I'm excited I think it's gonna be it's gonna be cool and it's just gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting to like have gone to the race in the US and, and then go to Silverstone because I have a feeling it's just gonna be a completely different vibe um, yes. and like just the the people that are gonna be there so I'm excited but I'm literally like I'm landing and and getting picked up and we're going straight to the track basically so okay yeah it's gonna be nuts <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be exhausted. <laughs> yes, the time schedule and then with the jet lag probably. Oh, don't even, crazy. Don't, don't. I'm just not gonna think about it. It'll be fine. <laughs> How long do you have to flight? Uh, Hi. it's it's a nonstop flight at least, but it's uh, mm -hmm. it's like ten hours I think. Oh, yeah. That's, that's but I did. I mean, I did a a flight from from LA to to Sydney, um, mm -hmm. and the layover was in Vancouver. So it's like a it was like a fifteen hour flight back from. Sydney to Vancouver and then another three hours or four hours from Vancouver back down to LA so that was a rough travel day so like, if I can survive that a non-stop like to send or to uh to your Europe should be fine I'm not too worried yes <laughs> and you have something to um be happy about when, oh my when you're goodness, in the plane yeah exactly <laughs> you'll be like you should sleep you're like I'm not gonna sleep I won't no. even like I wouldn't even be able to think about sleeping uh is jamie going to yes he i think he he mentioned yeah. that he was going to to silverstone are you yeah, going jamie, to meet up <laughs> me and jamie and uh, a couple of jamie's friends we all have a, a campsite together so it should be it should be pretty sick so it'll be uh i actually have to figure out how i'm like packing for this trip because they're gonna have like 10 stuff and i'm like like i'm not gonna have a lot of space like i can't bring a sleeping bag yes. or anything so i'm like what kind of like we might need to like swing by a like a Tesco or something on the way and you need to get me something to sleep in. We'll, we'll figure it out though. I'm not too worried, but yeah, yeah it'll be cool. because I get to put, I mean, there's people that uh, I know that I'll get to meet at this race who I've like talked to or people like Jamie who, you know, we're just friends online and it'll be, it'll be cool to put like an actual face and like actually meet up. Like that's gonna be super interesting. Yes, I guess this is absolutely amazing when you have someone to watch the races um, in persona with. Like yeah, over uh, in front of the TV and go to the to the race as well. That's yeah, must be very good. Uh, I'm thinking about going to Spa again, giving it another a little redemption arc. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, but I'm not quite sure. 
we'll see how how it goes but spa is i always heard that spa is one of the best races and i never <laughs> <is>. saw one <laughs> It really so, is. You, you just got it. Really, it was really unfortunate. I've heard it's one of the one of the worst ones to go to because there's just nothing around it. It's yes. like it's just like in the middle of the forest, basically. So it's like, yeah, I'm like that's that's rough. <laughs> yes, and because when I went, it was raining the whole days before the race, so mm. they um, canceled all the parking spots up on the hill. So we had mm. to park at the foot of the hill or in, on the from the mountain, and then we had to. Uh, walk up there it was like one hour walk and we were like sweating so much because it was so high and then we Mm -hmm. were there and it was I don't know then it started raining when we um, were at the top of the hill but we met funny people and nice people I think that's That's good yeah F1 is such funny and cool community it is it is super unique yes I would like to talk about next season a little bit what are your predictions Oh my god! I made uh, I made predictions um, on stream the other day, and they were. No, I'm curious. <laughs> they were very bold. I can probably actually pull them up because I I wrote them down in a Google Drive because, and people were like, "Are you insane?" I'm like, "I don't know. I'm going bold because I I, I think so. I think it's always tough to make. I mean, well, now I was always saying it's tough to make predictions before you see anything. Well, now we've seen three days of testing, um, but I think we're going to see a lot of changes. After mm-hmm. this testing, uh, mostly because it, it, it appeared that most, if not all, the teams were dealing with the porpoising issues. Um, mm-hmm. And with those issues, you're going to have to make some pretty major changes to the car, um, you know, either to the underside or something to the arrows. So the I feel some of these teams are probably going to lose some of their um, some aerodynamics and some speed or some downforce. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be some differences once they come to final testing. Um, and it also sounds like with the new cars, they're heavier. And so there's a weight problem. Um, and a lot of the cars are currently overweight, um, which you can run overweight. Uh, if my memory serves me correctly, it's just, obviously it hurts you if you're overweight. Mm -hmm. Um, so it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how some of these teams deal with it and how they fix these problems. Um, and the ones that do it well are going to be set up great. Um, it does really look like McLaren and Ferrari at a, are at a really good pace. Um, yes. It looks like we could have uh, some really good battles uh, for the constructors and for the drivers for first place. I would love to see a, a four-way battle um, mm-hmm. for, for, the, uh, for the constructors uh, and for the drivers. Even, even three-way would be fine. Um, and it, honestly, it, you know, if it's super weird and it's a two way between McLaren and Ferrari, then, you know, that's <laughs> yeah. fine still. But, uh, yeah, I think having a three or four way battle would be super cool. And it was great yes. to hear the drivers saying that they're, they can feel the difference in following cars and being able to follow a lot closer. So I, uh, I made a bold prediction mostly to make Jamie mad, honestly. And I said, Carlos <laughs> was going to win, um, the championship, because. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I was just I just felt like it, um, but uh, but then I put I put George second, Lando third, and Lewis fourth, um, and I put Max as ninth. So um, to oh. the Red Bull fans, don't come for me. Um, <laughs> I just have I don't know I have a weird feeling that we're gonna see one of the we're gonna see either Mercedes or Red Bull they're gonna they're gonna drop down mm-hmm. um, either because of just the new car or because of drivers not being able to adjust to the car. And I think Checo is good at adjusting cars. He's been with different teams. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I feel Max has been in the same car for a very long time. So I could see that being yeah. problematic adjusting to basically a brand new car, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, you know, the drivers that have shown themselves being good with new cars like Carlos could really thrive in this first year and could really like come out of nowhere and, and snag a championship, honestly, if the Ferrari is good. Yes. I mean, I saw many, many people talking about the Ferrari that it's super strong and it's going to be super strong. I actually wasn't able to watch the testing, but I read a little bit about it and I'm very um, excited for the new season. I actually didn't make any um, predictions because I have absolutely no idea. I'm hoping for Max to maybe win win the championship (laughs) again, but it would be crazy. Um, yes, it would be so crazy. I mean, after last season, it was oh my goodness, yes. absolutely insane. <laughs> um, but yes, as you said of uh, Jamie, he is like saying that Charles is going to win the championship fight. So maybe Jamie's <laughs> just a big Leclerc boy, and you know he 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 you know he's a he's a diehard Leclerc man, and you know he's gonna fight for him till he dies. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, the man's good, but I think Carlos can take him, honestly. I, I, um, I think it's so interesting to see how hardworking um, Carlos is. Um, it was documented, yes, it was documented in Drive to Survive, I guess. And now his first season in Ferrari was, I mean, if you consider the fact that he just moved there, was yeah. absolutely insane. Yeah, it's crazy. He's yeah. the, the things that he can do, I think, I think people really uh, underestimate Carlos. Yes, definitely. I think so too. And uh, I mean, next season, no one tune uh, on Ferrari. So yes. we'll see. Maybe they're racing each other very hard. Like, I don't know. We'll <laughs> Rosberg <see>. and Hamilton. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, crazy. That was... I only see the, oh, the, those videos like on yes. YouTube when they, when they had the big fight and must have been pretty crazy when teammates are having this insane battle. Yeah, I... Uh... As soon as, I mean, once, you know, George was signed to Mercedes, I think people were getting some flashbacks in their mind because it's like, <laughs> it's like it could be, you know, they're not like best friends like, uh, like Nico and Hamilton were, but it, it'll be really interesting if the Mercedes is up to par and performing well. Mm-hmm. Um, we've already seen what George can do. And George is not going to back off to a seven-time world champion. Like, he's <laughs> going to take it right to him. So it should be... <laughs> really interesting to see yes this is one uh, one thing i'm so curious about how mercedes is going to treat george russell if they are gonna make it bottas 2.0 out of george russell or if he's actually going or it will be able to challenge uh, hamilton yeah i have a feeling they they it won't go the same way valtteri did mostly because he's coming in it feels like at the end of hamilton's career Mm -hmm. um i mean you know if lewis is still in the sport in in five years i would kind of be like a little surprised Uh, Mm um so i feel like mercedes knows that you know george is their their best bet for future championships Mm um so you know it's good to have him learn from lewis but at the end of the day like you can't you can't like stuff him down and and you know keep his potential from showing mm-hmm. if if he's going to beat Lewis um, because at the end of the day, he is like the future of your program. And if you don't treat him well, then he could just go somewhere else. Um, yeah. And teams would be very willing to snatch him up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I remember this uh, grill the great video where the team principals actually said if they could have one plus one driver, like three drivers, who would they choose? And many said George Russell. Oh yeah. <laughs> and very think, fair. Yes. And he's so young. He has so much potential, in my opinion. Very, yeah. very exciting Agreed. how he's going to perform. 
it's gonna be cool to see i think yeah we're at a we're at a super cool point in formula one where we're getting to see the like the older people that have been around for a while and have won multiple world championships you know we still get to see Vettel racing and hamilton racing and you know we have drivers that have been around for a while like like daniel and like uh uh checo mm-hmm. uh, but then we have these a lot of young drivers who have a lot of really cool potential and it'll be you know it'll be interesting to see like what they can do and you know like once once Mick hopefully gets signed into like a, a decent car or if the Haas performs well this year it'll be cool to see what he is uh, potentially able to do yes I'm super excited for Haas um, because mm-hmm. they said that they like worked on this car for I don't know how many months and years so um, long <laughs> yes so like they kind of have to perform better than last year yeah but um, yeah maybe <laughs> it's tough to go down from being last multiple times in a row like you yeah you're right you really can only go better <laughs> yeah and I'm very excited maybe for make someday racing for Ferrari maybe that would be that would be great to see Yes, a Schumacher in a Ferrari again. What a dream. It would be, it would be crazy. <laughs> yes. Um, speaking of Haas, the whole situation is crazy right now. I mean, yes, uh, Mazepin may losing his seat. I mean, um, I don't even know what to think about this. It's absolutely insane. I, I read the message from Sky and I was just like, okay, crazy. Um, but yeah, politics is in sport, I guess. It is. And it always has been. It's just... Finally, yeah. uh, Formula One is kind of acknowledging it, and I think I think Haas made the right decision in removing the sponsor. Definitely, um, I think. I mean, also, I think that everyone would agree the Haas looks better in an all-white. It looks, it looks yes. pretty clean, honestly. It yes. looks, <laughs> on a light note, it, it does look very good. And I was surprised. I was like, "Wow, that looks that looks very nice, guys." Like you should do. I mean, you know, it's an unfortunate it took a country invading to get it a better livery, but yeah, it's um. It's unfortunate, and I mean, I think everyone's hearts go out to everyone in Ukraine and everything going on. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, and I think it's really opened It's opened up a lot of discussion in, in Formula One, and it's really brought a lot to light that, you know, a lot of these drivers, like, they just have not been coached very well on how to handle, you know, dealing mm-hmm. with press in, in times like this. And it's uh, it's it's one of those things that I think a lot of teams need to realize they need to teach and coach their drivers on these, on these press moments uh, and how to deal with it and how to handle it. Cause at the end of the day, if you, you know, if you don't have any kind of statement on, on an invasion like this, like it doesn't look great. And I know mm-hmm. there was, um, I don't want to quote it cause I don't remember exactly what was said, but there was something even said by Nikita the other day that was pretty looked down upon because it was just very like, mellow and like there was like like nothing like no sentiment no like Mm -hmm. it was very weird um yeah again i'm not going to quote anything because i I don't remember exactly what was said but it was just one of those things you're like dude (laughs) yeah um uh this is what i thought as well i always appreciate zap so much because he's always talking about those topics publicly and stating his strong opinion and I get that many drivers are not doing it because it's sometimes like controversial in some way um, yeah. if they're stating against or for a topic. But I think, I mean, it's a difficult topic, definitely. But there's only, um, I mean, they have so much impact on young people and they have so much impact that I think drivers should state more about yeah. certain topics and use their um, fan base to... Um, yeah, talk about certain topics, in my opinion. This is why I love Seb yep. so much. Yeah, Seb is great, and Seb is a, a, a great example. And I think 
uh, it's good to because I know uh, I've heard like Tony like F1 Tony talk about this as well yes. is that it would be great if all the drivers were like Seb but like they're not going to be because um, yeah. just Seb is just a very unique personality and is very passionate about a lot of things and just a lot of the drivers just again they've been you know growing up in a different world than everyone else so they're not they're not going to have the same the same passion probably just because you know they haven't experienced a lot of those things so but it's great yeah. to it's great to see Seb as like a leader and example and I mean I think that's one of the things he's always done just super well is just you know definitely lead by example and if he says something like you're gonna see him do it um, yeah you're not gonna see him say something and then see an article and be like oh like he doesn't actually do this like no no if he says it he's gonna do it yeah definitely Yes. Um, And this is what I was talking about earlier because he's stating his opinion. And um, during the winter break, it made me actually so mad in some kind of way that drivers were vacationing in in countries which are not respecting human rights. Um, For example, Lando Norris, he was um, like vacationing in Abu Dhabi. And especially Lando Norris, in my opinion, has such a huge fan base of young people and kind of promoting yeah. Abu Dhabi. I was so mad because racing there, they don't have a choice. Do you know what I mean? Because the, the FIA, yeah. FIA are saying we are racing in those countries, which is a whole nother topic. But yeah. drivers <laughs> in their free time, partying and vacationing in those countries and making stories that everything is so great. And just like one Googling and one one uh, look up at Abu Dhabi and you see that it's not great at all but yeah it's just one thing that makes me always so so mad um even racing in those countries um but yeah a whole different topic so yeah. huge <laughs> absolutely insane this this whole situation right now it's crazy yeah it's great it's, it's crazy hot cut right now um yes Alvin is back <laughs> Alexander <is> Alvin <laughs> so excited he is back and I was I was not a fan of, of Albon when he no. was in Formula One and people just are like, what is wrong with you? And then I don't, I think it was just like, I don't know why there was like, there was just something where I was like, you're just, I'm just not a, a fan of you. And I mean, the man got screwed multiple times while mm-hmm. he was in Red Bull. And I do, I do feel bad for the guy. And I mean, you know, in the span of one year, uh, Red Bull basically just tanked two drivers careers and at least Gasly managed to, you know, mm-hmm. stick with Alpha Tauri and do, do some good things. But I mean, Albon really, really, you know, got screwed, honestly. Yes. And um, he stayed with Red Bull and, and he did, didn't say anything against no. them basically. Um, so I'm glad that he is with Williams. I think it'll be, it'll be interesting to kind of see what he can do uh, with a team that's lower. And I think it'll really show like what he can, what he can actually do. Um, mm-hmm. Cause he was honestly, he did pretty well in, in mm-hmm. the Red Bull. Um, and so, yeah, I'm excited to to kind of see what he can, can do, especially since it looks like Williams might be, you know, a little better than, we, than we've seen them in the past. And, you know, could could be potentially, fingers crossed, <laughs> reaching the midfield. It would be really cool yes. to see to see that car doing yes. doing well. One, because the car just looks so good. Yes. And, yeah, I would I would love to see it. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm very excited that Alex Allen, but, Alex Albon is back. I really like him. I like the trio, like with Russell, Norris, and Albon. Um, and I think it's very interesting to see him not race in a Red Bull, but race in a Williams. Yeah. Um, with yes, yes. I'm very, very, very excited. But as you said, the Williams looks so great this year. I didn't like it last year, but this season, I think it's so cool. Yeah, it. Um, 
it's like well first of all what they showed us in the like reveal was different than then what they showed us later in the day when they put photos of the <laughs> yes. car on track and it was like all right weird but i really i personally like i mean i'm a big fan of the color blue i've always have been and so Same. it looks clean and it looks nice and i mean it's up there as easily like easily top five livery and like well it was it could have been top three and then alfa romeo released their livery right before i went to bed and good <laughs> lord I, I really enjoyed that i was like you know, like holy crap like yes. i got it i didn't even know it was going to be released so early um Me i was like i was expecting to like wake up and you know it'd be released like in the evening like normal um and then i got an, a notification from the f1 app and they're like alfa romeo releases bold new livery and i was like excuse <laughs> me already and and they were right it's very bold and i it's it feels uh very reminiscent of their uh one-off livery that they ran mm-hmm. um and just being a little more bold in the colors and having more colors in there and i, mm-hmm. I like it i think it looks really good so then tell me your top three liveries. Oh, God. Um, okay, so McLaren is obviously the top one. Mm-hmm. That's just that's just a fact. Um, there's, uh, I would probably have to put it, – it's just – it's so hard. There's so <laughs> many good ones, and it's like I think – Take your time. Yeah. It, 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 see, and part of it depends on the day, and I feel like I also need to – I need to see them racing and to yeah. be like, ooh, there it is. That's nice. And I need to, like, you know, see them – going side by side to be like that one's good mm-hmm. um so like the other top four in no particular order because okay. i can't i can't do this to myself <laughs> um the williams the aston martin the alfa romeo honestly mm-hmm. and the the alpine <laughs> battles with the ferrari um, but i would put the alpine above the ferrari personally yes because i love the pink and blue it looks really good in my opinion interesting i saw it and i was just like no what is this there were a lot of reactions like that it's very split on that one it's either yes or it's no there's no middle yes i was just like no i don't like it i mean the car's fine but then the racing suits i i don't like i don't like yeah the racing suits are bad i will agree with that the car i I really i like the car but the racing suits i mean you did you really did them dirty on the racing suits honestly (laughs) But at least this season, there are no white overalls. I think that is white, true. Like, <laughs> That's what is this? Yeah. Always when, when uh, George Russell was le- leaving the car, he always had like a brown spot, you know? And I was just like, yeah. this is not very flattering. Yeah, you're like, this doesn't look good. We should figure this out. <laughs> but um, my favorite livery is still Aston Martin. It I is don't a know. nice one. I, like, nice I one. love the color. Um, and now with with the like brighter um, green, I think it's yeah. so so pretty. Last yes. season, I really liked the Mercedes, but now I don't know. It's it's so weird to see it now in silver because I'm used to seeing the Mercedes yeah. drive in black. But I don't know. I don't I don't like the Mercedes this year. I don't. Know. Oh, I like it. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but then I'd say McLaren as well. I I am so in love with this with this car and the racing suits and everything and the yeah. light blue. Oh, it looks very so, good. So pretty. It looks very yeah. good. I was very stoked when they revealed it. I was like, yes, yes. something yeah. different and unique. So so cool. And I th- I'd say on top three, Ferrari. I like I like the little bit darker red. Yeah. With, with the black. I don't like the racing suits. I don't know what that black stripe is, to be honest. Good old, good old McDonald's uniforms. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
It but, really does. It's, it's rough. <laughs> yes. Or someone who's working at a gas station or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is rough. Yeah. But the car, I think, is, looks looks very, very good. Yeah. Yeah. It is a, it's, a, it's a pretty nice car. So you have to yeah. admit, it, is, it, it does look good. <laughs> and the hottest driver pairing goes to Ferrari as well. I mean. I mean. <laughs> I mean, Daniel Lando could, yes. could challenge him, I would say. I would, I would argue. <laughs> Mostly because I think Daniel really brings brings him up another level, uh, but you know that is fair. They are uh, they as a duo, they do kind of steal the show. <laughs> they are like the model ones. I don't know yeah. what's going on there. <laughs> it is crazy. Crazy, yeah. Um, drive to survive. Yes. Are you excited? So excited! It comes out in two weeks. Yeah. I'm. I'm not excited that I will be. So it comes out on a Friday. Mm-hmm. If I'm running, yeah, Friday the 11th. Um, mm-hmm. and I will be in the middle of a snowboarding trip, an annual snowboarding trip with some of my friends <laughs> and we fly back on Saturday. So you already know what I'll be watching on the plane, um, yes. the entire, the entire trip back. Um, but I know that it's going to come out on Friday and we're going to be doing stuff that day. So I'm like, not going to be watching it probably like mm-hmm. maybe an episode like in the evening, but then I'm like, I, I'm going to be so behind cause I know everybody on TikTok and be trying yes. to like binge through it first. Uh, yes. But I'm like now, I mean it's like it's stuff we've already seen. So I'm not too worried. It'll be really interesting to see how yes. uh, how they show different things. Mostly it'll be interesting to kind of see how they show the the battle between Lewis and Max. Because obviously they're gonna show it, but Max is not in Drive to Survive. Which yeah after the announcement by Sky of the dual little documentary they're doing. Yeah. I'm now wondering if it was not a, oh, Netflix is portraying me in a certain light. It was a, oh, <laughs> Sky offered me money to not be in mm. this documentary. Um, although I do think he made the decision if I'm before the season started. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it'd be weird if Sky knew before the season started how the, how the season was going to go. <laughs> that it was going to be so insane. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they portray it. And I mean, Honestly, you could for every race you could really you could basically focus on them for almost every race except for yeah. a couple um, and have like a really good story to tell. So it'll be interesting to see what races they decide to focus on them. I mean, obviously, I, I have a feeling like Silverstone will be a, good, a big focus, but like Monza will be a big focus focus on McLaren probably. Yeah, um, and yeah, it'll be just interesting to kind of see what they do and and how they decide to to focus on different drivers and, and different teams um because it would obviously be super easy to just get caught up by you know two or three teams and and never focus on anybody else from from last season but um obviously i think hungry you know they'll probably focus on they'll probably focus on alpine but also you never know with them because they've they've done weirder things in in the past with with not focusing on who won the race so yeah yeah i'm just excited to like relive the season uh my roommate is like he he started watching Drive to Survive because of me and one of his other friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's Is this like, the yeah, I'll never... who looks like Lance Stroll. Yeah, the one that looks like ah. Lance Stroll. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it'll be he like it'll be cool to like watch part with him. And he was always like, yeah, I, I probably won't get up early and watching the races. And I'm like, I mean, the first race of the season is at 8 a.m. That's yeah. not that bad. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I could I could probably watch that one. I was like, the second race of the season is also not super early. I was like, actually, the first three are doable for you to watch because the third one. <laughs> Or the fourth, third one is Miami. I'm remembering, and then like fourth mm-hmm. one is Australia, which is like 10 p.m. So I was like, really, you have no excuse right now unless you're gone to <laughs> to not watch any of these. So yeah, it'll be it'll be really cool to see to see him like actually like watch a race live. So I'm hoping that 
the first mm-hmm. couple races are, are good and not like super boring like they could potentially be with a brand new cars that people are getting used to but yeah i'm yeah. very excited for for the new season yeah me too i'm very excited but as you said i won't be able to watch it probably um because i'm working uh, yeah all, all the time and it's probably not gonna work that i'm gonna watch it but i know that um tiktok is going to do the thing for me and i'm gonna rewatch oh, yeah. during tiktok everything um yep. but yes as you said i'm very excited to to um see the new season because now i know what was going on and how yeah. netflix is going to portray it because there were many like voices who didn't like drive to survive mm-hmm. because they're portraying it like drama and drama um which i understand because it's more watchable but i'm very yeah. excited to see how they're portraying different things and with the team principles and different uh, point of views but yes i understand why max verstappen is not a part of drive to survive to, to be honest because when i started watching it i didn't like him i oh yeah watched, i thought like, like he the... and daniel hated each other yes and I everyone like, did and yeah. then you like actually watch stuff and you're like oh no they're like bffs like what the heck yeah so, yeah i was, I, I get it too It is a, mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of unfortunate. Yeah, I was watching it. I was just like, well, he's not a nice guy, I'd say. And, yeah. <laughs> then, I started, <laughs> and then I started watching like the seasons and within the season, he became one of my, my favorite drivers actually. So interesting, interesting how they're going to portray all of this. Yeah, well, it'll be super interesting. I'm very excited to see. So, you know, yeah. we'll see on March 11th or March 12th, I guess for me. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you, you talked about this topic as well for, for, for a couple of videos that there's actually a toxic side of Formula One, like gatekeeping and hating on Drive to Survive fans, hating on girls who are watching Formula One. Yeah, I think, I mean, well, for anyone that's been a part of, I mean, any sport for a long, long time, I mean, there's always gatekeepers to, to any sport. I mean, you see it in... American football, you see it, you know, European football. I mean, you see it in every single sport. Um, I mean, like, especially like, you know, the, you, I feel like in the U.S., the, you know, the classic coin term is, you know, you're a bandwagon fan of a team and, you know, you just started following when, when they got good and all this stuff. So, um, you know, people are, people are very passionate about the people that they follow and the, and the teams mm-hmm. that they, they support and they get very upset sometimes when, when you follow and they think it's, you know, for the wrong reason. Um, so it's been, you know, it's something we've seen for a very long time. I think there is sometimes a, a, something a little different with Formula One because it, it did used to be a very elite level of sports. I mean, mm-hmm. to get into it, you needed, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars mm-hmm. to be able to watch it. Like um, even like watched online, like, it, you know, it's pretty, if you didn't live in, in Europe, like it was pretty, pretty tough to watch it. Cause I don't even know when F1 TV became available to like use as a resource because without that i wouldn't really have a way to watch it without like paying for like espn or like actual cable mm-hmm. or something so yeah it is it is one of those sports that did used to be very elite and there was a, a very small number of people and it is weird that that fan group the the old like they're not even like old but like the ones that have followed for a while that there are some of them that are mad that there are more <laughs> people coming into the sport um mm-hmm. and it's really interesting to see because it's open doors we have a race in Miami this year that wouldn't have happened without, you know, uh, I mean the, the amount of fans that have been yeah. added. And I mean, the attendance that we saw mm-hmm. at the USGP this year, you wouldn't, you wouldn't see those things. So it is, I mean, it's very problematic and it's something I think, you know, many of us as creators try, uh, try to deal with. And it, uh, we try to, we try to, you know, toe that line between mm-hmm. acknowledging them sometimes and calling them out. Um, on their bull crap and on other times, you know, just really ignoring them. 
Um, mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you know, they're going to be people you deal with um, and they're going to be there. So I think as long as there's some of us, you know, creating safe places for the people that have joined the sport be because of the of drive survive um, or, you know, get called out because they're, favorite fans their their favorite yes. drivers Lana Norris and they're like oh you just like him because he's a yes. ladies man and you're like what or you're Christian Horner and you're an idiot and you say publicly that thank goodness all these attractive yeah. drivers have brought I in mean, these young this oh, is why I God. started it I know I mean because of Charlie Glenn and Carlos Sainz no just a joke <laughs> there's a great clip <laughs> of him and Toto in a press conference after yes. day three of Ted and Toto's just sitting there like you idiot like you don't yes, know I saw that um but I just yeah. want to. I still want to know. Like besides mm-hmm. Max, you who who he obviously fangirls over every single day more than his own wife. Um, <laughs> like who who are you like adding? Like I want to know who you think the attractive yes. drivers are that are bringing in people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is a very problematic thing, and I think you know it's it's always going to be around just because you're never always going to get rid of those people. Mm. Um, but I think you can always create uh, safe spaces for people to enjoy the sport, and mm-hmm. I think. I hope we see more women in motorsports. I think I hope we see Jamie Chadwick in F1 at some point. But yeah. I hope when she does come in that it's with, you know, at minimum one other woman, if not two other. Mm-hmm. Um, because we talked about this in our last podcast with Tony, but there is the the potential that if she comes in alone or any woman comes in alone and yeah. it goes poorly, then, you know, people say, okay, well, we let a girl in and it didn't go well. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So it'll... Uh, there's really cool potential and i think there's there's really good growth that could happen in the sport um it might take a little bit of time but i think we'll get there yes i think so too there should be more women in formula one whether yes. it's <laughs> driver as a driver as a mechanic as an engineer like yeah i don't know i think there has to be more women um and i think it's very um good to see that many people or creators on tiktok or um, Natalie Pinkham, for example, are like actually creating a space for women in Formula One that yeah. they can they they're showing that there is a place for women in Formula One and they that it's not just men who are working there. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But as you said before, I'm a drive to survive fan. I, my favorite driver is Lando Norris. Um so Which is fine. You know. <laughs> and if you have a problem with that, come come to me and I'll yeah. take I'll find you out. You. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. So I have this little um, category, 10 quick questions, and I would like to uh, ask you 10 questions. Let's do it. Great. Okay. First question. Norris, Leclerc, or Russell, rate them from one to three. All right. Ooh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. I would say, don't come for me, Jamie. Uh, <laughs> Russell, Norris, Leclerc. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And it's only because of, I feel like the way that I've seen them drive, like, with different cars um i mean if you can put a williams in in second row at spa or first yeah. in, in second second place uh in qualifying in the rain pretty good and i would say i mean lando and and charles are very very close i mean the the margins that separate those two drivers are, are very slim mm-hmm. so yeah i think um leclerc has to work on his consistency this is like the main thing because everyone I see, if, yeah. <laughs> every time I see a red car like in the barrier, I immediately think it's Charles Leclerc, and most of the yeah. times it's, it's him. He has so much potential, and many. Oh, he's are, great. Yeah, but yeah. consistency is the one thing that yep. is like making him not the best best one, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. sure. Great. Uh, second question: Who would be an almost unbeatable driver pairing? We're talking about active drivers, I'd say. Ooh, I. Oh. That's tough. 
I think if you're putting them in, I mean, if you're obviously, I assume in the scenario, you're putting them in the best car, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say as a duo. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Um, oh, that is tough. That is really yeah. tough, actually. <laughs> I, I can say mine if you want to. Yeah, yeah, say yours, can... and I'll, and I'll okay. think for a second. I think, um, of course, if you go with the obvious one, but is not going to happen as Hamilton and Verstappen, but it's like never oh, yeah. going to happen. But I think a really good pairing would be Norris and Verstappen. I think this is could be real, real sometime, and I think they would be very um, good on the grid. I think, and I'm going to go with something a little... A little spicy here, but I think uh, I'm going to go with Carlos and George. Mm, interesting. Because, yeah, so I, I see what you say about the Hamilton and Max. My thing is, I think they would end up just crashing into each yes, other. Yes, definitely. Teammates. So <laughs> I think if you're going to have a really good car and avoid a, you know, a Nico um, and Hamilton situation, um, I think you need two drivers that like have the like. Uh, maturity and wherewithal to work with each other during the race and not always be fighting each other Mm -hmm. and I just feel like Carlos and George both have the skills to you know just did absolutely destroy everyone but also like know when to back off of each other Mm -hmm. Um, and so I I could see that being a really good pairing I could also honestly see uh, Max and Daniel uh, if you put Mm -hmm. them back together again in like a a top performing car I could see them like battling well um, and and doing well together mostly because of like their friendship and you know I could, see, I could see that being interesting as well. Mm-hmm. I think that would be cool. I mean, when I see those old Red Bull videos, um, yeah, absolutely in- pure fantastic. joy. That's yes, just, just really brings <laughs> the mood up on a bad day. Honestly, <laughs> third question: Lunch in Monaco with Charles Leclerc or dinner in Italy with Carlos? Ooh, that's tough, actually. Dinner in Italy with Carlos because I'd rather go to Italy than Monaco. I'd love to go to Monaco, uh-huh. but if I could go have dinner in Italy with Carlos, <laughs> that'd be sick. Amazing. You knew not to say Daniel there because you know my obvious answer would <laughs> yes. be anywhere with Daniel. Yes. This is why I didn't say Daniel. I was thinking about maybe saying Lando and um, mm. Daniel was like, no, we know the answer here. You're like, we already know. <laughs> I, I, I think I would go uh, have lunch with Charles because it's Monaco. I really want to go there. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> really want to see Monaco sometime. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe sometime we're going to have lunch with someone. Who knows? <laughs> Weirder okay. things in life have happened. I can confirm. So you never know. Yes. Okay. Fourth question. Create TikToks slash social media videos, but watch no longer F1 or keep watching Formula One and don't make videos anymore. Oh, God. Tough questions oh, here. Holy crap. <laughs> this is so hard. I mean, <laughs> without one, I mean, I'm, I mean, I can always watch, you know, Formula One. And, but the, the problem is it's the, uh, it's the combined part that I love. Like mm-hmm. I would still... I would still watch it, but I don't think I would enjoy it as much without the the community. So I think I would have to choose TikTok over continuing watching Formula One because I think it would just be sad to watch it and not have mm-hmm. a, a community to enjoy it with. So <laughs> I think I would just have to rely on F1 TikTok to keep me updated on things. <laughs> but interesting choice. I, yeah. I uh, would have guessed you chose uh, watching Formula One, but interesting. It's it's close. It's tough. I but I think at the end of the day, I I just like love the people that I have around me, and I would rather keep them and mm-hmm. and be a little out of the loop with Formula One than than lose all of them, and uh, and continue you know only being able to watch races. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. That's a tough one. That's you know that's yeah. it's close. It's tough. <laughs> this is what this um, goal of make, the question oh, is. Make me think. God. <laughs> yes. Okay. Which three F one personalities would you like to have dinner with? 
Okay. Seb, easy. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel, easy. Oh, the third one is where it gets tough. I think, oh, because <laughs> the first two are just so easy. It's like, this is such an easy choice. Um, the third one, I would probably have to say, yeah, that's a hard one. I kind of think I'm going to go with a wild card here and throw Mick into the mix. Because mm-hmm. I Germans. think, I, yeah, I think, I mean, it's so, it's so hard. Like, I feel like most of them are just quality options for like different reasons. Uh, mm-hmm. So I feel like one, that trio would just be really fun. Um, and I feel like all three of them bring in different, different things uh, mm-hmm. to like the conversation and you have like three different age ranges and, you know, you have mm-hmm. world champions and you have people that have been there a long time. I feel like that could be that could be really interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting choice. Let's yes. stick with that. Great. Yes, I was thinking about it a lot too. Uh, I wow, it's so tough. I know, but it's I'd hard. say <laughs> Nestle, Yeah, I'd say Nestle Pinkham, mm. um, Lando Norris probably because he's my favorite driver, and you want to meet fair. your favorite driver. I respect that. <laughs> and I think I'm gonna go with Sebastian Vettel because he's so interesting and has so much to say and. This, you can't go yeah. wrong with Seb, I feel like, at dinner. <laughs> yeah, such a genuine boy, man, driver. Yeah. <laughs> Not a boy anymore. <laughs> True. Great. Um, okay, against which driver do you think you could win in a physical fight? <laughs> none. Good Lord. Yeah, they're all. <laughs> I mean, great. I could win against none. Like, who would I have the best chance yes. at? Like, I, I want to say, I feel like Lando or Mick, because they're so nice that they would just yes. feel bad. But, like, they're all so fit. I think my best chance would be to run, honestly. And I think maybe I could outrun some of them. But yeah, in a physical fight, like, I'm scrappy. But they're, they're I mean, you know, they're they're extremely fit and in good shape. Yes. So that would be that would be a tough one. Yes. But probably I mean, land. Yeah, probably land or make just because they yeah. would be too nice. <laughs> yes. To clarify, we don't want to harm any kind of driver. Yeah. <laughs> Let's clarify. <laughs> but if it came did. down to it. Yes. Just for entertainment here. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, I could never win against I'd be someone. screwed against any of them. It's just, yes. It's just a fact. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, for which race would you buy paddock passes? Oh, would I buy? Interesting. Um, if we're saying that money is not an issue, because some of them are so expensive. Yes. Um, I think, if money is not an issue, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Monaco, mm-hmm. um, either, either Monaco or Abu Dhabi would be the most fun paddock wise. I think Monaco, mm-hmm. if you're going to go to the race, I feel like the paddock is the place to do it just because there's just, yes. I, I mean, one, there's like cool people you get to meet. Like there's like celebrities and other people there, but also I feel like for that race, like the paddock is like the place to be like, mm-hmm. it's where you're probably going to have the most fun. Um, Cause otherwise you're kind of at yeah. like one specific corner and you don't see anything else. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, I think that would be like a, pretty sweet paddock pass mm-hmm. yeah because i mean everyone is saying that the monaco grand prix is so great i mean from the race view it's most of the time it's pretty boring to be honest but it's like everything that's going on off track with yeah with the parties the celebrities and there's such a good vibe there so i'd say to monaco is probably yeah. the i mean i'd say i would have to sell a kidney for it but um, oh yeah yeah a kidney and my car and all my vlogs everything <laughs> <laughs> everything else but monica i think it's, it's such a cool vibe if you go to the paddock yeah. there it's really i think it'd be really cool yeah eighth question every mm. week a race and a longer winter break or a race every three weeks and a shorter winter break every three weeks and a shorter winter break 
Yes. For myself, I feel I feel bad. I would every a race every week would be just brutal for the teams, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and for me, I wouldn't sleep. Yes, you're yeah. in, living in America. I mean, you the the races are always at like absolutely insane times in in America, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that the Russian race got canceled. One, because it should have been two, because it's at 4 a.m. for me. So wow, it's so hard. <laughs> and, yeah, when when there's three races, like three European races back to back, I mean, it's it gets pretty brutal. I mean, especially when you're talking about Baku, that's at 5 a.m. for me. Wow. And I mean, I get like I feel like I get a small taste of, of what it feels like to be a driver, just having like consistently get up that early. That's absolutely insane. I mean, living yeah. in Europe is is a good choice when you're an F1 fan. <laughs> yeah, it has be- it definitely has benefits. I will say it is nice to get done with the race. And I mean, like Baku finished last year and it was like 7 a.m. still. Like it was a little after 7 and I was like, wow, I got the whole day ahead of me. Yeah. Um, like it was it was weird when yeah. it was like Mexico and Brazil. And I was like, I was like waking up and I was like, the race is until like noon. What do I do yeah. with my life? Like, <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> Yeah, it's it was so weird for us uh, when the races were in 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 America and Mexico because it was yeah. so late in the evening. We were just like, yeah. it's now nine p.m. The yeah. race is going to start now. So so weird, but yep. I mean, better yeah, for be you. Weird. I haven't I haven't had that yet. I haven't had a race start late in the evening, mm-hmm. but I will have that once uh, Australia happens this year. And I have a feeling that's going to be very weird because like. I feel like I'm known for like I'll go live after races, but I'm like the race will be done. And it's gonna be like eleven forty five. Like, <laughs> go to bed. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I guess I go to bed. And, and it's like, Sunday, you know. Yeah. Some people have to work. Hello. Yeah, and I like I have friends in town that weekend, and so like uh, I mean they're coming in town on on Thursday, and so I think technically practice would then be Thursday evening for me. But they're like they want to get up like early and like go to the desert and do all these fun stuff. I'm like, guys, we're gonna have so much fun, but. <laughs> I also am like someone's gonna need to drive for me at some point. So I'm gonna need to sleep. <laughs> like I'm, yes. you guys want to get up at four a.m., but free practice I think is probably gonna be like eleven p.m. Like <laughs> crazy, crazy. Yeah. I mean, this is this is the Formula One vibe. It's always somewhere else, and sometimes yep. you have to be awake at four a.m. These are the sacrifices the we must make. <laughs> yes, definitely. Okay, almost last question. You can bring one driver back from retirement. Who is it? Ooh. Are we saying retire like full retirement or just isn't in F1 anymore? You can okay. say whoever you want to say. I think it's okay, so a one Grosjean being mm-hmm. with like a decent team. After mm-hmm. seeing what he did in Indy like what he's been doing in IndyCar, I think it'd be cool to see him with the team. But like oh that is that is so hard. There's so many good there's so many good ones, honestly, that would be cool to see see racing again. I mean I do think Grosjean is is one of the ones that I think would be like of people that could still be racing, mm-hmm. um, I think it'd be. I think it'd be cool to see him with a different team and what he could do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's tough. There's a lot of really good options for that. Honestly, that'd yeah. be cool. I mean, even just you know seeing like Nico, like either Nico's back. Honestly, would be would be fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> getting Daniel to yell Ulkenberg. You can never, never go wrong with that. So so funny because he can't pronounce the German U. Yeah, um, it's so funny when he's screaming it. But I'd say Nico Hülkenberg because I really want this man to get a podium. To be honest, uh, it was heartbreaking to watch and drive to survive. Yeah, um, <laughs> I was just like, man, no. couldn't catch a break. Yes, but I, I'd say Nico Hülkenberg. Yeah, at some point there were like four German or five German drivers on the grid. That was absolutely insane. That's crazy. Yeah. Um. Great. Last question: stuck in a room with Lewis Hamilton or Max Verstappen? Just like stuck, nothing else to do. We have to talk. 
Yeah, just talk, chat, discuss, flirt. That's tough. I as much as I'm like, I, I'm not like a big like Hamilton fan. I do, I do think sitting down and having conversation with him would be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think either one could be would, wouldn't be bad. Like I feel like there'd be. I okay. I'm gonna really surprise people, and I'm gonna choose Lewis. Actually, I think there would just be more interesting talk about, it, and I think mm-hmm. it'd be like just. I think there's just a lot of interesting things mm-hmm. that would be yeah. really. It'd be really cool to talk to Lewis about uh, in like a one-on-one one setting. Yeah. So especially yep. because he's people are gonna so- be like, what? <laughs> yeah, especially because he's like doing so much off track charity and all of this stuff i think it would be very interesting to have a chat yeah. with him definitely yes but i i i think i'm gonna go with with max because Fair. i don't know i think I max like and i would talk about formula one and then we would just run out we would be yes. out of stuff we'd be like what else would we talk about yes interesting choice lewis yeah. hamilton it is then there it is who would have thought i didn't even yeah. see that coming i was like you know what yeah this makes sense i mean he's an interesting guy it is true great this was the episode um there you go. great Thanks for joining me. Dude, thank you for having me. It was super fun. Really, I really enjoyed it. So glad to hear. Very, very nice chat about everything. And thanks, guys, for listening. And have a great day. And remember, soon the new season is going to start, and we will hear Ooh. about it. Woo! Bye.